Welcome to Mental Millennials with your host, Shelby Friesen. What, 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 are, what are you like? What are you most excited about for this podcast? Like what, what's been happening so far as you get feedback, you put our episodes out there. Like, how is it feeling when you think about your part and the work you're doing to kind of help shift the thinking a bit? Is this what you thought it was going to be? The, the, the whole, not just this episode, but like yeah. this whole initiative, what's surprising you? What are you learning? And, and maybe where, where do you think this could go next? Um, I'm kind of, I, well, every episode I get nervous to put it out. Um, mm. not every episode, but kind of my first ones, um, with, well, my very first episode was with my, my old roommate, Kevin. Mm. And, you know, I, I don't, for, I just thought that it, I didn't know if it was going to be an is, an interesting episode for, for people. Um, it wasn't super based on mental health or health or anything, which I mean, the podcast isn't supposed to be solely based on that, but, um, you know, his story is coming out, doing some traveling, coming to BC, moved out here on his own. And I was like, okay, like, is that interesting to people? Like, don't people do that all the time? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was scared to put it out because I thought it might not be good enough. And there's nothing wrong with Kevin. I don't think he's not good enough. I just was worried about, I don't know. It was just my first one too. Yeah, is this going to be unique enough or captivating yeah. enough? Is anyone going to like want to listen to more of this? And I, when I put it out, I just did it and said, who gives a shit? I'm going to just put all three out. And tons of people replied. Yeah. And they were like, man, that was so funny. I yeah. loved that episode with Kevin. And I was like, really? Was there funny parts in it? Like, what did I even say? Mm-hmm. Um and I'm finding like people really enjoy it. I haven't had anybody say they haven't liked an episode. There's been people who I never expected who would even listen to it, who have reached out and said, man, like I caught myself listening to all your episodes one night. Mm. Um, I really enjoyed hearing people's stories mm. and yeah, it's been, I guess, better than I thought. Mm. Um, it hasn't gained a huge traction in following, which is something I always anticipate where I launch any sort of business or idea and you know, you don't get, million followers in the first week it's not good or or Mm -hmm. whatever but I didn't find that with this that much I didn't you know I expected maybe gain more of attraction but I didn't get down about it I Mm -hmm. was just kind of like you know it's one of those things that will take time to build people will listen as new guests come on um but I'm finding it and I'm learning from everyone from people and uh I get to learn from everybody hear cool stories and it's nice to be able to share that with everyone yeah um so and in the future, I don't know where it's going to go. I mean, I guess that's the exciting part. Uh, I'm kind of running through the guests now that are people I know or have connections with. And I actually had a call yesterday with the first completely random uh, girl that I've never met. Um, right. And yeah. she wants to come on and do an episode. And that was really cool because I literally know nothing about that person. We don't know each other. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the first. Like, obviously, it's making some sort of impact. Yeah. If, um, you know, someone out of the blue wants to come and speak and it resonated with them. So, yeah, I think that's beautiful. It, we, we were talking just before we hit record about storytelling and how as humans, we love hearing other people's stories. Mm-hmm. We love stories just in general, let alone stories about other people's lives. Mm-hmm. And I think what's one of the things that's really cool about what you've created here is it's a platform for people to tell their stories and mm-hmm. to hear other people's stories and just bring out of the dark this whole topic of what it's like to be a millennial Mm -hmm. and and what are the challenges and what are the exciting parts of that in this age of human history as well. Like Mm -hmm. it's just a, it's a snapshot of, of people's stories. And I think that what's so cool about that is it reminds us how powerful our life story is. Mm -hmm. You know, the fact that someone can come on here, tell their life story and hundreds of people listening could be changed or moved or inspired in some way. 
Like what I take from that is whether I'm on a podcast or not, everywhere I go, my story matters. Mm -hmm. And not only that, the most inspiring, uplifting, motivated parts of my story mattered, but also the darkest, Mm -hmm. most challenged and like, you know, the hardest parts of my story matter just as much. Well, that's, I think that's huge. That's what makes it the story. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, without all those components, if it's just the one part. Yeah, if I can't wait, my life's great. It's been great the whole time. Yeah. So that wouldn't be very interesting. It's essentially what creates the story. You're right. Um, And yeah, like with that girl who I had the call with, um, she, she knew a girl who was on my podcast and she's like, yeah, when I saw that she did that, um, I had no clue. She's like, I knew her for a long time. We're, we're, we're friends. I know her well, but I had no clue she went through any of yeah. those things. Yeah. She's like, holy shit. So then I was like, man, I, you know, I've been through a lot of this and I want to do the same thing and be able to share it. And she thought it was really powerful and inspiring for her. Yeah. So, yeah, we have, you, one has no clue what another person is going through. Mm-hmm. Every person we cross, even the people in our families, and in this case, like that's what you're telling your, her best friend. Like, yeah. We just don't know. Our internal lives are, are are internal. They're subjective. They're hidden behind, you know, they're hidden in, in our minds. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, even just hearing that, it's a good reminder. Like everywhere you go, you do not know what someone's going through. Mm-hmm. And I think that just gives us a little bit more patience, a little bit more open-mindedness, a little bit more compassion. Um, it's like someone once said, uh, if, if you knew someone's story, there's no way you couldn't love them. <laughs> Yeah. If you really knew someone's story, there's no way you'd be able to hold back just that love, that, that human love and compassion for them. We all, we all have a story. And if you really listen, there's something beautiful there Mm -hmm. that is is worthy of, of your love and your attention. I really felt that, uh, was that? It's like three, a couple of weeks ago when my friend's father passed and, Mm -hmm. um, they asked me to do the MC of the um, celebration of life. And at right. first I thought, well, you know, I don't, do I know that much about them or the family or like, I, I don't know. I didn't really feel, I just felt like I didn't know them that much. It'd be, I hadn't spent a lot of time with them in the past few years. And so I went for dinner I went over for dinner and spent time with the family for three or four days prior help plan and do all this stuff. And like, after those four days, like, and hearing all their stories, like how they're all connected and what they've all been through, um, in life to build the history of his Mm -hmm. father that we were going to talk about. Um, I just felt like I knew these people so well and it'd only been three days. Mm -hmm. And like, I felt like they were my family. Mm -hmm. Um, it was crazy how, you know, and it's like the can't love thing or can't not love them. Like that's exactly how I felt. I was like, man, like I know so much about these people now they're so cool and like funny and they've going through all this stuff, but dealing with it so well. And like, I can't believe they've all been through this much already. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really like inspiring for yeah, me to, yeah. to get to know people in that way, like on a more regular basis. Yeah. And then that, that makes me think it's like, yeah, I want to get to know my own parents better, mm-hmm. you know, like, well, I really felt that from, um, from that, uh, because yeah. my friend had spent a lot of time with his dad, and they do trips and all these things, and then I kind of thought about it, and I was like, I really do that much with my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I just felt like I should maybe do more. I'm like, it's inspiring for me to try and make a better connection um, with my family mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could, I could do more. I, I, you know, what what is behind there? What is what more is there to their story that I don't know yet? 
And just a lot of putting off, you know, like I think about it often, like I should do some more stuff with my dad or my family, but um, it's like, oh, I'll do it next week or mm-hmm. I'll do it in a month or we'll mm-hmm. do a trip later this year. Mm-hmm. And then 20 years goes by and it's too late. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's, uh, yeah. When you feel like inspired in that way and it's less like should and like pressure and like negatively motivated, but when you feel positively mm-hmm. motivated, like you've experienced this connection with this family through the celebration of life, it's this very loving energy and that's inspired you to be more connected with your family. Mm. It's like, I think when we, when we are sensing that kind of inspiration, we got to act, mm-hmm. we got to act because we're going to miss it. It's going to mm-hmm. pass us by. And I think that, that, that's something I'm, uh, I'm, I'm intending to wake up more and more and more to is just that feeling like when I feel inspired in a loving way, what is going on around me? What opportunities are there? And whether I think I can or I can't or I'm capable or I'm not or I'm going to look weird or not, like, <laughs> just jump. Just go for it. If, it, if it. if it's associated with that feeling, it's not fear-based, but mm-hmm. it's like it's loving. And actually I feel it, uh, you know, I feel it in my body. I kind of feel it like in my junk. <laughs> I, mean, I was talking about this with my coach yesterday yeah. actually. And my brother talks a lot about Kundalini energy yeah. and, and I think Zach that was on here mm-hmm. um, probably talked a lot about this, but like there's this energy center down in my, in my genital area mm-hmm. that, that, and I feel it a bit right now that like <laughs> it it's, and it's not an erection or it's not yeah. sexual, but it is, it's loving and it's powerful and it, and it's, it feels really good. And mm-hmm. in certain situations, certain conversations, certain topics, like I said, I'm kind of feeling it now. I get it's stimulated. It's, it's exciting. And it's like, I feel like it's a sign that I'm on to something and I want to, mm-hmm. like, I want to follow that path. I want to follow that person. I want to follow that idea. I want to take action. Mm-hmm. And it's less like an obligation to do something or say something. It's just like, no, that, like I'm feeling drawn to that. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling energized. Yeah. You definitely show up with a different energy um, when you are like positive and you want to do it and you're mm-hmm. like excited about it as opposed to being in the state of mind is like, I should be doing this. So you kind of drag your ass there and just do it. Yeah. Um, you're not there with the same energy. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's important to look for the little moments. And sometimes when you're really stuck, like those are so few and far between those moments of like inspiration. Mm-hmm. Probably a lot of people are thinking like my balls never tingle <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when yeah. I'm having, you know, talking with somebody, but um <laughs> but but I think I think people know like that that inner inspiration and I guess that's that's also can be hard to hear too though when you are feeling stuck and you're not getting those vibes you're not feeling mm-hmm. that natural source of inspiration that can be really upsetting and overwhelming but mm-hmm. I think being willing to continue to look for it mm-hmm. and then the moment you have a the slightest feeling of it acting mm-hmm. taking taking a leap and jumping on it um or just trying a bunch of things and really observing in your body, like what does it feel like when I do or talk about certain things? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, when we activate a bit of that energy to just keep trying to cultivate it, it seems it seems to be a bit of a, like I said, this is something I'm just kind of getting into and exploring, but it seems to be a bit of a, like a guidepost, a bit of a beacon, mm-hmm. an indicator. It's something intuitive. Um, and I want to open up to exploring that more and, and, and being able to access that source of intelligence um, more than just sheer logical planning. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess in a sense, it's just kind of opening up to 
like even just kind of like surrendering to other to things that come down your path too. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously things that that excite you, but maybe things that scare you a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, launching this, like you like you sort of said, you weren't sure to post stuff at the beginning. Like, mm-hmm. there's a million reasons <laughs> yeah. why you should not or could not do what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, together we could think of a thousand reasons why this is a bad idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and why it was, especially when you started, you've got no experience. Mm-hmm. You don't do a lot of public speaking. You've never recorded a podcast. Like, yeah, there's a million reasons. No one's gonna listen. All this stuff. But I think that's another thing. It's like we can always come up with reasons why not. It's like, why, why did you start this in the first place? Where did this come from? What's it about? Like coming back to the inspiration continually mm-hmm. is, um, can be a challenge, but I think it's an important practice as well. And I'm so, again, I'm so glad you did. Cause, yeah. You know, look what you've created and you're just mm-hmm. getting started. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I think like keeping that inspiration flowing, um, mm is something that I try and work on. Mm-hmm. Like when I have a guest in, I get excited now. I'm like, okay, this is good. I mean, I'm not always excited. I'm still scared and nervous when guests mm-hmm. come in and we're going to record, but when it's done, I'm always like, okay, I get excited to like get it out there and launched and see um, who listens to it or what kind of feedback mm-hmm. that I get. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that does start to wear off, right? If I do this with you and then I'm excited for two weeks and I don't really have another episode then I'm kind of mm-hmm. like, ah, uh, should I even do, keep doing that? Or then yeah. you kind of fall back. But if I can keep it going and following in the directions it's mm-hmm. kind of sending me, um, but by trying to keep taking action on it and not letting it just fall to the side. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it, I think it helps to... I mean, it's important to be reflective as well and mm-hmm. like pause, but but I think it's it's also equally as important to just be in action, keep trying, keep exploring mm-hmm. and, 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 and observing as, as we're doing it. Like, am I even enjoying this? Do mm-hmm. I like creating this podcast? As much as there are challenges and there's headaches with technology i mean the recording stopped earlier like yeah you know but am i enjoying generally am i enjoying this is this serving me is this fueling me um and if it is you know if it's a net positive it's like just keep doing it Mm -hmm. with all these things the people that you're surrounded by is this a net positive exchange of energy or is this a net negative and and what's driving that like i think bringing that observational lens to everything we do can help us get a little bit of a sense for what is inspiring and, and what's not. Mm-hmm. But you're, like you're saying, yeah, always being in action, I think is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's part There's of a it. fine line. Yeah. <laughs> so you can get back into the, the energizer yeah. bunny with that. <laughs> and I still find myself doing that or becoming really reactive to like, out, you know, external things instead of sort of staying centered and mm-hmm. being able to act from that. Um, mm-hmm. Shit just gets busy. And before you know it, you kind of like, it, ha- it happened to me this week. I just all of a sudden it was Thursday and I kind of popped out of it and I was like, holy shit, I've just been like all over the place. Mm-hmm. I have been doing my most important stuff to make life mm-hmm. easier. I've just been like bouncing off the walls of all the shit that's coming at me and yeah. just reacting fastly to all that. Um, and the, yeah, you're always in and out of it. Yeah. But look how you catch it though. Like, yeah, now I can catch it instead of doing it for two years straight or whatever, <laughs> yeah. you know. It only lasts a couple of days. I'm like, oh yeah. shit, I'm doing that again. Yeah. And that's the that's the muscle Mm-hmm. Part of it, the awareness muscle that you're strengthening, that we're all strengthening, is like just remembering, oh, okay, I totally just blacked out there for three days and, <laughs> yeah. and was in a work hole or a worry hole. Like, I think it's, that's another thing that I, I'm, I'm always trying to remind myself is like, yeah, when I, when I fall off a path, but then I realize I fall mm-hmm. off the path and I try and get back on, celebrating myself mm-hmm. for having remembered. It's like, nice, okay, good. Yeah, this <laughs> yeah. isn't how you want to live, like. There is a better way. Get back on versus 
oh shit, like there you go again. Mm-hmm. You know, there you go again. You're off, you know, come on, man. <laughs> three days, you waste, like just berating myself versus saying, okay, three days is what it is. Mm-hmm. You caught yourself. You rem- so it's like celebrating remembering versus penalizing or punishing forgetting mm-hmm. is, is something to just to try and I'm trying to, trying to cultivate more and more of because then it's, you know, I like to think that it's, it's encouraging that part of my mind, the more conscious part of my mind to kick in faster. Mm-hmm. I'm celebrating it. I'm encouraging it. I'm thanking it. I'm being grat- grateful for it. And so in my, in my story, I'm my, that part of my mind's going, okay, thanks, Ed, you're listening. Like, I'm here for you, man. I'll, I'll be there next time a little bit earlier. Yeah. Versus like, fuck you. You're such a piece of shit. Like, how could you forget? You're always going through these ups and downs. Like, you know, all that's doing, the, the part that did remember, he's going, hey, man, I just reminded you to get back on track with your life. Why are you shitting on me? You know? Yeah. So I've got this little dialogue. It's all made up in my head. Yeah. But that sort of helps me think about how I want to, I want to treat myself is like, mm-hmm. yeah, celebrate myself when I remember what's important and then go do it. Yeah. It's really easy to get caught up in those, like just beating yourself down yeah. from, uh, all the, all this, all the, I guess essentially habits or things that you don't do. Yeah. Um, but why do we do that? I don't know. Like you would never hang out with someone. If you went to a party and some guy's like, dude, you didn't meditate today. You're weak or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, if someone else told it to you, yeah. You'd leave. You'd leave that party. Mm-hmm. You'd not, you wouldn't hang. Well, I mean, some people might hang out with those kind of people. Mm-hmm. We, but that's a, definitely an unhealthy relationship. So it's like we shouldn't talk to ourselves that way. Mm-hmm. We don't have to. But obviously, I'm perfect at that and I never. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, we all fall into that. There was one quote that was about, you know, taking care of yourself as if you were responsible to take care of someone yeah. else. Um and that's pretty like, you know, it's very easy to to be much harder on yourself than anyone else or even pass up taking care of yourself before other people and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you like, it's getting to like a whole other level. But like, then you can start asking yourself, like, what is myself? Who am I? Mm-hmm. Like, if you spend enough time asking that question, who am I? And really trying to figure out like, what is just a whole bunch of stories and ideas and your identity? Mm-hmm. Versus like, what is your essence and who are you truly? Like, I feel like that, that softens things a little bit. Cause it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm beating up the idea of myself, mm-hmm. but these are all just stories and ideas and conditioning. Um, so why, you know, what the, like just really trying to like slow down and, and inspect like, what is even going on here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who am I? What is myself that I think is so substandard? Like, mm-hmm. um, it all starts to get a little bit ridiculous at that point. I'm like beating up this false image of someone that I think I am. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, I don't know. You can really get into some weird spots with, with all of that. You can get into a bit of a rabbit hole for sure. Oh yeah. 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 Um, do you want to talk a little bit about kind of what you're doing now? I'm um, like doing the coaching, what you're sort of maybe like what you're all, offering with that or, or like yeah. where the a- AI is yeah. now and how you're kind of working on that and integrating it with other things. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So the AI is, um, you know, we, like I said, we've developed that, the, the, the conversational AI mm-hmm. component that mm-hmm. we had, we had been inspired by the old program. And my dad is using that in his psychiatric practice with his patients as a, a tool that, you know, during their sessions, they'll sometimes pull up the program on his laptop and they'll talk and it'll just help. It's almost like a third person mm-hmm. in the conversation. It'll 
you know, the client will type something in, it'll say something. And then, you know, my dad will give a little bit of context or if it does make a mistake, he'll help them sort of keep moving along with it. It's mm -hmm. sort of like he's coaching them on how to use the tool. Mm -hmm. And then in between sessions, they have unlimited access to this program. In mm -hmm. the middle of the night, if you're feeling anxiety, you can just start talking with this thing. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, uh, so I'm using it in that capacity in some of my coaching relationships. Some of my clients really love this tool. They love the interactive journaling component. They love using it in between sessions. And so it's sort of in the same way that my dad's using it. It's become this kind of, supplementary tool that supports the coaching relationship is is it like um because you said journaling is it more like you would type a couple sentences in or is it more like you would really go into like your full day you could do both but okay. it, it really only analyzes like the first sentence of okay what you write um so it's it's more dialogue sentence for sentence okay and and so sometimes when i use it actually i have two windows open i have my journal I'll do long form. And then when I get stuck, I don't know what else to say. Or I'm curious, like what, I just wrote something really interesting there. I wonder what it would say to that sentence. Mm -hmm. And so I'll copy and paste sections from my journal into the AI and see what it spits out. Oh, okay. So it's sort of like a, a hacked kind of <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. beta way of using it, but it, it kind of blends a journal with it. Mm -hmm. um, but when you're just using the AI, yeah, it's sort of sentence for sentence, which has its own benefits because mm -hmm. you can... You know, like if, 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 if we start talking, you know, you could talk and, and share 10, 20 sentences of stuff, like a diatribe, a five minute monologue of what's going on. And then if I, if I was the program, it would almost be like, okay, take everything that's going on and say it in one sentence. What is most important right now? Or what's on your mind? Or what are you struggling with? Or what do you want? Like, mm -hmm. but take it all, pause and try and say it in one sentence. It's like, that is hard, yeah, right? I don't know. But in and of itself, it's a powerful exercise. It's like, okay, I could talk for 20 minutes here, but what is most important? And it just slows you right down. Mm -hmm. Or it can't, so you could just <laughs> yeah. type, but it, it, the intention is to pause, okay, what is going on? And then you say one sentence, you wait. It says something and you pause, okay. What happens in my mind and my body when it says X? Huh. And it just, you know, mm -hmm. really slows you down. And then maybe you're like, okay, that's enough. I want to go back to my journal and keep writing. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, oh, okay, well, I wonder what it would say about that. And it just becomes, again, it's just, it gets, it's a tool that gets interwoven into the rest of your life and, and, and your, the rest of your sort of self-observational practice. Um, so I love it for that. It's, it's a really mm -hmm. nice instrument. As a standalone tool, it, it lacks, I think, the structure and the the guidance that a mm -hmm. human relationship can provide. And so that's why I blend it. I, it, it. We don't sort of deliver it as just a standalone app anymore. Um, but yeah, as a, as a supplement, it's a, it's a powerful, it's like a scalpel. It's just a, it's a powerful tool to use in the process of sort of growth and healing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize that your dad was using it in his practice too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah, and, and no one else does this. Like, it's mm -hmm. a really unique, really unique tool. And it's, it's cool to see him applying it. Mm -hmm. And then the other way that we're using it that's super unique as well is in partnership with breathwork circles. Mm -hmm. So Zach Coops, um, he and I have been partnering for the last three months on a open dialogue breathwork collaboration where effectively 
a small group of people comes into our studio. We've got this beautiful studio space in downtown Vancouver um, in the evening after work. And there's sort of a theme or, or an intention, something that people want to explore. And everyone has their own individual intention, but it's thematically linked. You know, once it was about vision and what was your vision for 2020 mm-hmm. our upcoming one is about the head and heart connection and trying to you know balance the way we live between being super heady and intellectual with following our heart and our intuition kind of like i was talking about mm-hmm. um and uh so they come in and and the first component is using the ai on their own i give them a bit of guidance and then they just find a comfortable space in the studio with their iphone or their android device and they just have a conversation with it about that theme and how it's showing up in their life and what they're working on, what they're challenged by, what they're excited about, whatever. Mm-hmm. And the program just guides them through this really sort of exploratory reflection. Mm-hmm. So it's super heady, super intellectual. You're looking at your thoughts and it's kind of in that cognitive domain, that mental domain, the head mm-hmm. domain. And then after 30 minutes, we transition them to the mat, lying down, and Zach sort of opens up this breathwork circle. And that brings them much more into the body, a much more heart-centered, somatic kind of body-based experience. Again, with the same theme and the same intention you set, but you're opening up to a whole other domain of intelligence in your body beyond the mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so all in all, you know, it's like a two-hour experience. And it's, uh, yeah, the last couple of <laughs> times, man, it has been incredible like very beautiful very powerful experiences for people a lot of really interesting breakthroughs and insights Mm -hmm. um so that's been yeah a different application of the bot of the ai Mm -hmm. um but i feel like it's the perfect complement because the limitations i think of the ai really are in that realm of like being overly cognitive and missing out on Mm -hmm. all this insight that we can garner from our bodies Um, so I, i love i love partnering it together yeah, I think that's a really good match. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, want, I should come try one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I think you'd love it. Yeah, because you know Zach, and, and and you've done some breath work in mm-hmm. the past, so it'd be interesting. And we've done our work together, so you've kind of had mm-hmm. the two angles separately. It would be interesting to get your feedback and see yeah. what you experience with them combined. Yeah, because I have used the open dialogue, but it was it was way back when I I yeah very I early stage. about the testing period. It was probably well, it would like, have been early last year. Yeah, February or March of last year. Yeah, and we were doing all sorts of stuff. We were we were even testing with people um, just using iMessage, and that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, I was texting you, pretending it was pretending the bot it was the AI. And you were inputting I was entering it. it into the AI manually, seeing what it was was responding, and then my dad and I were modifying the results to make sure you know the AI was spitting out something that we thought would be powerful and helpful, mm-hmm. and. Um, that was that gave us a lot of evidence that as a standalone tool, it just wasn't enough. People mm-hmm. were still getting stuck. They still needed that that human support. Mm-hmm. And so that that was the real breakthrough in the testing when I realized even with two humans on the other end modifying the results, one of them a, a 40-year-old veteran in <laughs> psychotherapy, and people are still giving us NPS, you know, feedback scores on the on the experience saying, you know, I wouldn't buy it. I wouldn't stick with it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't feel like it's really transforming my life. Mm-hmm. That's when I was like, okay, I need to follow a different path because I want to be in the space of transformation. I want to help people make major shifts in their lives. Mm-hmm. I don't want to create some sort of commoditized app that you, it's just you just like spend yeah. You, time you on could it. probably build it up enough to make it sellable and like make money from it, but it wouldn't have the impact that you're yeah. looking for on the people. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. 
and I want to be part of that impact. I want to be in the room when it happens. You know, yeah, I yeah. love, I love when we get to those points where there's some sort of insight. Um, that, that's, that's sort of, that, that's a big part of why I do it. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So grateful for testers like you, people that gave us that feedback and for that experience, because it really sort of shifted us in this direction of focusing on the, the human led component and using this just as a tool mm-hmm. to support that when it's right uh, yeah. for the client. Yeah, I mean, even other, are you guys thinking about maybe selling it to other therapists or people who want to use it? Or are you just going to, like, like, can you, can anyone publicly use it? Or is it not like, it's not, it's not sort of open Okay. completely. Yeah. What I have been doing for some people that are really interested that are just like, hey, I don't feel comfortable at all doing human work, like talking with someone, but I hmm. do, I do want to use the app because it's private. It's totally anonymous. Mm-hmm. It's all encrypted. Um, for people that do reach out with that request, I do, I mean, we've got onboarding videos and we send them materials and we let them use it for free mm-hmm. right now on their own. Um, so we, we do make that, it's not an exception, but we do do that yeah. when there's a request. We're just not publicly promoting it as this, as this <laughs> yeah. open source free tool right now. Again, because that's just not the kind of the focus of my work. No, no. But I, I think in the future, it definitely, you know, could become more widely used. Mm-hmm. Um you know, again, some of my clients are much more focused on that. I have people that I just see once a month for an hour Mm -hmm. and they spend the majority of their time doing their own work, using the app. And Mm. then we just spend a brief session together, just kind of integrating everything they've learned. So I could see that side of open dialogue growing in the future and investing more in the technology um, and almost having these two streams, the much more intensive one-on-one work, Mm -hmm. you know, on-demand access to coaching, multiple deep sessions a month. And then a group of people that's just sort of, um, you know, more more self directed mm-hmm. and just using the app, and then having a brief check in with a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, you know, so that that's a bit of a vision to be honest for the future is is, is having those two streams more clearly carved out, and um, you know, ideally growing a team of coaches as well. So the folks that yeah. are using the app have this this sort of menu okay, of people yeah. they can work with, with maybe different specialties, different experience. Yeah, um, the app could almost like suggest people could be coached almost through the app, also still using the AI. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Yeah. So there's a lot of, a lot of potential Yeah, and kind of like you, it's like, we're not sure where this is all going, but there's definitely a, a solid, um, intention to mm-hmm. bring this conversation to the surface, help normalize it, give people tools, things they can try and encourage them just to keep exploring. Stay curious. I end all my emails with that. Like mm-hmm. stay curious. Like I think that, um, if we're willing to, stay curious, keep exploring, stay open-minded. Um, that will serve us, mm-hmm. you know, on this growth path, especially when things get challenging. Yes. Yeah. And are you guys still working on it? Like, um, I guess like, I don't know what you would call it. Um, kind of like tweaking the AI, like mm-hmm. responses and stuff. You're always working on that. Yeah. So like after these breathwork sessions, we'll have 10 people that go in and have, a 30 minute dialogues, like five hours worth of dialogue in there. But you get to see that from the back end and, f- and change responses. Exactly. And yeah. So we see like anonymous and encrypted data from the back end of what, just what the responses were from the bot to what oh, they okay. said. Yeah. So we can kind of see, was that an appropriate response? Was that helpful? Where did this conversation go? And we're able to tweak the AI mm-hmm. based on that. So the AI itself isn't learning on its own, Yeah. but it's, it's manually being updated by us all the time. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, I figured that's a lot of constant um, work that it needs. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of work, and I think we go through, um, you know, periods where that's a that's obviously a higher priority. Like we're, now that we're doing this breathwork collaboration, mm-hmm. I've been getting in there more and looking because there's just more data coming through it. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it makes it good for you guys too, though. The more that you can get people mm-hmm. putting stuff into it, uh, the better you can also make it. Absolutely. With all this stuff, right? The more yeah. people that are engaging with it and giving feedback and sharing what they like and what they don't like, what helps, what doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's just all, again, part of this sharing process. We don't need to hide our gifts and hide our tools, even if they're not fully finished or not mm-hmm. perfect. Um, I mean, that's a metaphor for life. We're not perfect <laughs> as humans, yeah. and so we just got to put ourselves out there. Yeah. Put our tools out there, put our podcasts out there, put our offerings out there mm-hmm. um, and learn, learn as we go. Um, as long as it's coming from a, a pure intention, then mm-hmm. it's great. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I like getting the feedback. Um, I think sometimes people get like nervous to give it or say mm-hmm. like <laughs> if they don't like it. Um, mm-hmm. But really like everything that, you know, that you're doing and what I'm trying to do with this is we're trying to give people value. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they're not getting it and they don't speak up about it, how are we supposed to change what we're doing? Right. Um, and I mean, I have been getting good feedback from this, uh, which is nice. So I'm just kind of still going with the same flow and kind of like how the episodes go. But yeah, like people have to speak up and say those sorts of yeah. things or it's hard for us to, um, know if we're even, what we're doing is even helping anyone. Yeah. So everybody listening, send Shelby an email with <laughs> all your feedback, everything you want. <laughs> Yeah. I just start getting a bunch of bad <laughs> reviews. Like I don't like any of them. <laughs> like fuck, I knew it. No, I think I think uh, yeah, I think you're onto something here. You know, it's a conversation that needs to happen. I like how it's not too rigid and and and, and formulaic mm-hmm. and and agenda based. There's something about the openness that's refreshing. And the reality is, there's tons of podcasts, right? There's going to be ones that are like that that certain people gravitate to, or yeah. they'll have their menu of things they like to listen to, mm-hmm. and this just plays a certain role in that menu. Yeah, because, yeah, you know, then maybe they hear someone's story about something and then there's another podcast episode on someone else's that is like literally really intensive questions just about that specific thing and they can listen to that and yeah. get more information yeah. from no, things beautiful. there. That's another thing that is to celebrate about life is there's an abundance of information and <laughs> yeah. data and media out there. Um, yeah. It's almost a problem, right? There's so much to take in. Yeah. But uh, it's a beautiful thing. We have so much choice. We have mm-hmm. so much choice. Um, I guess with you, I'm one more thing I want to know about the, the life coaching is, do you have any like ideal clients mm. or people that you like kind of seek to work with? Yeah. Um, and has there been like anyone that really wasn't a good fit where you <laughs> just ha- really didn't want to work with? That's a great question. Yeah. I appreciate that question. I mean, that, so that is, first of all, that is something that I'm often coming back to and reflecting on, right? Mm -hmm. With every new person I start working with, it's a chance to go, yeah, what does this feel like? Is this the type of person I want to be working with? Do I think I can help this person? Mm -hmm. Those types of questions. So I'm I'm constantly reflecting on that. Um, And I absolutely do have kind of an ideal, or I call it like a dream client, Mm -hmm. a dream client. Um. And there's a, there's a few aspects. I don't want to have a laundry list here, but yeah. Number one is like an openness. Mm-hmm. Like you, and, and typically you can't get very far with someone if they're, if they are completely shut off, but mm-hmm. 
ideally the, the person I work with is super open and super curious about what's possible for their life. No matter how much they're struggling with a certain thing or challenged by a certain thing or feeling blocked, there has to be this like belief that there is more, that they're capable of more, that they really feel like they can, they can evolve. And then, and then they're excited about that journey. I think that's like the number one criteria is the dream client is truly excited about what is possible for them. And they really want to experience growth. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. They believe it's possible. So that, that's, that, that's, that's super important. Um, I think also there's just an innate ambition, you know, it's people that want to be out in the world and doing something and contributing. Um, I often say to people like my dream client, the more and more I realize it's my dream client is myself. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's people that are like me that are, that are keen, that are ambitious, that really want to live like an exciting and diverse life. They want to make a contribution. You know, they have high expectations of, of their own life and what, what could be possible in life. Mm-hmm. And the dark side of that is they can get overwhelmed by that ambition. They can mm-hmm. feel stuck or when they do feel stuck, it can lead them to feel really low and, mm-hmm. and, and, and depressed or anxious. Um, or when they don't have a clear plan of how they're going to actualize that, that, that really holds them up. And that's my story, right? Yeah. Always setting these big ambitious goals, having these huge visions, these sparks of inspiration and excitement about where I want to go with my life and my career and my family and all this stuff. But then getting kind of lost in how do we actually execute on that? How do we stay motivated? How do we stay inspired? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, <laughs> that, that, that kind of duo of that ambition with the dark side of it and the cost of it. I love working with that because I've mm-hmm. been there and I'm, I'm, I'm continually working with that. Mm-hmm. So that's part of a dream client. Um, and what else is... <laughs> I think those are two. I think those are two of the most essential ingredients. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the belief that 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 you're capable of more, and you want to go after that. And then it's this, oftentimes wrestling wrestling with this ambition, and the ability to sort of sustain that and stay healthy and and happy. You know, it's it's like it's like success and happiness. Mm-hmm. How can we have all of the things we want in life, and enjoy the process of creating it? Mm-hmm. I think that is the if people are interested in that kind of project, that's the dream client. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then just an openness to doing the work, to investing in themselves. It's an investment, right? Yeah. Not just money and time. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of money. It's a, it's a major investment. Mm-hmm. And you're working, not just the time that we're spending together, you're working in your, in, in your day-to-day life as well. So are you willing, like, I think another big thing is, do you know what it takes to change? Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a big thing with you is like, I knew your story when I first met you and what you'd been through. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know how hard it can be mm-hmm. to create these shifts, but you are relentless. <laughs> yeah. You are relentless, <laughs> you know? And so that is, that's a huge indicator of, of, of a dream client is someone that knows how much work it can take to change, mm-hmm. but they're, they're not only willing, but they're kind of excited mm-hmm. about doing that. Yeah, I know a lot of times um, uh, when we were working together, well, are still, Mm -hmm. um, for me, it's, yeah, the session is one thing when we're there talking one-on-one, but if I don't do anything between, um, it doesn't really become that useful the next one because you're kind of just talking about the same thing. You need to work on those things and 
and do it. And it can be a lot, even if it's just small exercises. Like for a long time, it was just like journaling or five minute exercises mm-hmm. that we were doing. But mm-hmm. it's crazy how, you know, it's five minutes, but how hard, you know, to That's fit that in. It's like just to sit there for five minutes, but it can be, you know, that can be even daunting in its yeah. own. We're so like these grooves are so deep of a certain way mm-hmm. of living, a certain way of being. We're trying to, it feels like we're almost derailing something that's mm-hmm. so well entrenched. Yeah, it can be difficult. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, hard things are hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, what's wrong with hard work? And then we can explore that and get coaching yeah. on that. It's like, why are we so averse to just doing the work? Um, there's there's an opportunity for self-examination in every single waking moment. That's mm-hmm. the beauty of all of this. Is there, we, we can learn something about ourselves in every breath we mm-hmm. take, in every moment we live. Um, and, and I think that is, that's really cool. Is when we start to see that like, and that, that's where we start coaching ourselves more and more and more. It's like, we just become more self-observational, more aware of our patterns. And, um, you know, we can be learning and growing in, in any waking moment, whether we're being coached or we're just sitting silently on our own watching our thoughts. There's mm-hmm. always something to, to observe. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, you can also observe, like, to the point where you're analyzing everything. Um, I mean, although that doesn't have to necessarily be bad. There you go. It just depends how you're looking at it Absolutely. or how it makes you feel. It's just the meaning that we attach to it. Mm-hmm. Even thoughts, you know, you could be so into meditation and, and presence and thoughtlessness mm-hmm. you know, clearing your mind that you start to villainize thoughts. You go, oh, I'm always thinking. And, you know, I, I've got, I get into that space. Yeah. That, was a, that was actually a bit of a recent breakthrough for me. Is like I was totally demonizing thought because it was taking me out of the present moment. Mm-hmm. But what I was struggling with was the belief that thought was bad. And so mm-hmm. anytime I had thoughts, I was felt bad. Yeah. <laughs> Versus like loving thoughts mm-hmm. loving the thinking mind you recognizing it as a powerful tool and being able to also be present when i want to be present but then i can also be very deep in thought and just enjoy the experience of planning and creating and crafting a vision or building a, a plan that i want to execute on for a new project like that that has to happen in thought mm-hmm. writing a book you know writing an email to you to organize this i have to think to do that mm-hmm. But if I'm shitting on thinking all the time and saying thinking is bad, just be present with no thoughts, it's going to make it awfully hard to enjoy writing an email to you, <laughs> yeah. let alone thinking through a plan to execute successfully on a project. You see what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. So it's like always looking for where are my beliefs making my life harder than it needs to be? And the belief that thought is bad mm-hmm. is a pretty yeah. pernicious, pretty dangerous belief. And it's totally not serving me. So I'm, I've, I've let go of that and realizing, oh shit, I love thinking. I love the fact that I can think. Yeah. And I want to, I want to do more thinking. I want to carve out time to just think. Yeah. It's funny how that happens with like everything. Um, you know, we talked about it with money earlier. Yeah. Um, but even as you're evolving, it's like, it just, you start thinking the same way, just about completely different things. It's like whatever you're going through at that time, it's almost like you always, somehow fall into that pattern of like thinking about it negatively and then realizing and then changing it. And then the next thing comes around and yeah. it just like it's, almost keeps happening. It keeps happening. And that, yeah. that's part of the process of waking up is like, how, and how many different aspects of my life am I limiting my enjoyment basically mm-hmm. Yeah, by having these false beliefs, mm-hmm. even tasks like doing the dishes. 
most people think it's a it's a you know they got all these beliefs that it's a chore it's a waste it's it's wasting my time i could be doing more valuable stuff mm-hmm. and then it's like I know people that, and I've done this with my girlfriend before, where we're doing the dishes, and every time she'd be drying, I'm washing. Every time I wash a dish, I say something that I love about her. Mm. And every dish she drives, she says something she loves about me. And the next one, I say something I love about myself. She says something she loves about. And we turn dishes into this intimate moment mm-hmm. of expression of love and gratitude for each other and ourselves. It's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's if, one way to change if, it you up. Know, yeah. If I'm so committed to dishwashing being a boring thing and a waste of time, that is never a possibility for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the big dynamic that, that I'm waking up more and more to is like the more committed I am to my beliefs, the more like strongly I hold <laughs> on to my beliefs, the more I'm limiting myself from new ways of seeing the world. Mm-hmm. You know, and that can go for any belief, even the ones you think are the most helpful beliefs the ones that are serving you the most they could still be limiting you mm-hmm. yeah um, so yeah you know you're right they just keep coming we keep uncovering them there's more and more and more but we got to get over them somehow <laughs> yeah you know so i think it's great every time i, f- I find a little thing like that, i call it a breakthrough mm-hmm. and every time it happens for me or for a client i, I love it i celebrate it i write it down mm-hmm. um and yeah <laughs> there's nothing you know nothing is wrong no <laughs> like there's everything is good Every, everything is everything is mm-hmm. and if we can work from a more neutral space at least even when things you know something that you think is really bad if we can just neutralize it a little bit let go at least of holding it to being so negative just let go of that for a second there's the, at least, you have to let go mm-hmm. for there to be the possibility of some sort of new idea to come in can't guarantee it. No. But at least letting go of being so convinced that this is bad. Because mm-hmm. you can have that back. You can have that belief back. Yeah. <laughs> Just park it for the next 20 minutes kind of thing, you know? And you can, yeah, you can, you can grapple onto that belief all you want as soon as we're done. But let's spend 20 minutes, for example, you know, just being in this space of there's no, there's no good or bad. It's just neutral. What is? Got the dishes to do. Okay, well, what do you want? I want to have fun. I don't want to be doing the dishes. Or or you might say, I've done this before, with running or mm-hmm. training for a marathon. We start off on a 25K run, and I'm like, I've got two and a half hours here yeah. of running. So my girlfriend's got her headphones in. I've got no music. I'm just going to be running for two and a half hours. And part of me goes like, fuck, that's, a lot of, that's kind of a wasted time. Mm-hmm. I've got a business to build. I've got clients to help. I've got all this other stuff that I'd, I'd rather be doing, quote unquote. And so I, so I noticed that this actually happened a few weeks ago. And uh, I was like, okay, well, what do I, what, 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 what is it that I want? Why am I so upset here? Let go of this being decidedly a bad thing. What do you want? I want to, I want to, I want to keep growing my business. I want to meet my, I want to meet my next dream client. Okay. Why can't you do that now? And then all of a sudden I was like, shit. And I got excited. I was like, what if, I created my next client on this run. <laughs> and then I was like, I was having this like, holy shit moment. I was like, oh my God, like, okay, what would that look like? And I was like, I just need a sign. If there's a sign that, that, that really sparks that feeling that I was talking about earlier, that excitement down in my lower body, that inspiration, I'll follow it. I will jump on that and I will, I will follow that thread. Mm-hmm. In my next stride, I look up and there's a light shining on a street sign it says Allen Street. Mm-hmm. 
And I go, who do I know named Alan? I don't know anyone named Alan. And then I go, holy shit, I know someone named Alan. And it's this guy from my school who was several years older than me, but he was always like this guy I looked up to. And I was like, damn, like what is Alan doing? What is he working on? What's he struggling with? He probably has a family now. He's been in business for 15 years. Like, and I just, and I just had this huge breakthrough. It was like, Alan is my next client. <laughs> like, I would like, from what I remember, I would love to work with this guy. He inspired me all throughout my early years of business school. Mm-hmm. He was the kind of man I wanted to grow up to be like. And so, you know, and then I just jumped and I, I grabbed Sandy and she freaked out my girlfriend because mm-hmm. I just had this moment of like ecstasy. Mm-hmm. And in the course of 20 seconds, I went from being depressed about having to run two and a half hours to, to creating the next person that I was going to work with, mm-hmm. a true dream client. <laughs> so just a little story. And it's the yeah. same thing with the dishes and us, you know, giving compliments. It's like, as soon as you can let go of being decidedly pessimistic about a certain situation, um, it opens up the possibility of something creative and something loving and something exciting or whatever you want it to be. Yeah. You know, for me, I, yeah, I want it to be creative, loving, and exciting. Um, so I feel like that's happening more and more and more. And I'm just trying to watch myself when I start to get depressed or anxious or frustrated or bored. Like, okay, that is what it is. I am. I'm a bit anxious right now. Just feel it. I've been here before. I've been worse than this. Mm-hmm. Just be with it. If I were able to let go of this, what would I like to create in its place? Maybe it's just peace, peace of mind, okay? Can I let go of that, that expectation? Sure. So I just have the intention of peace, and I just let go of needing it to happen. Mm Because as soon as I'm needy for peace or needy for a client or needy for money, it pushes it away. Mm -hmm. So just have the intention to create peace here and let go. And then then you just kind of go from there, and then more anxiety comes out. Oh, there it is again. Just accept it. It is what it is. That's almost, that's like meditation for me is just mm-hmm. watching the emotions and accepting them and trying to just let go gently versus fighting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm trying <laughs> to push so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Every force, you know, has an equal, every reaction has an equal and opposite reaction, right? Mm-hmm. Like we learned in physics in high school. <laughs> and it's so true. You push something away and it pushes back against you. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm just so convinced we are so much more than our emotions. We, we are what is aware of our emotions, but we're not our emotions. We're not even our thoughts. Mm-hmm. We are just what's aware of them. So if that, if we really subscribe to that idea, and it's not even a, 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 a religion you have to subscribe to, you can experience it. That's what meditation is all about, is just experiencing the separation between you, the witness, and the emotions themselves. So if you've ever had an experience like that, it's like, you should be working or you can be working to keep cultivating that separation because with that separation, we have the capacity to just let emotions be, let Mm -hmm. them chart their course. So shitload of anxiety, there it is. But I'm up here, I'm watching it, I'm, I'm experiencing it, but I am not it. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I think cultivating that ability is, is one of the most important, you know, I call it emotional maturity. I think that's one of the most important human skills is how to, relate to our emotions and our thoughts in a way that's healthy Mm -hmm. and it takes a lot of work yeah it takes a lot of work but it is worth it as you know yeah it is worth it 
it literally changes your life. Yeah, I could say that um, <laughs> it definitely has changed mine from the work that, that we've done from where I was six months ago. Mm-hmm. And all the work you're doing before that as well. You were well on your way, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, to where I am now is like, it's actually kind of crazy to think about. Yeah, it's hard to believe. Yeah, it is. You know, that would be crazy to have Shelby from two years ago sitting here, three years ago sitting here, or even six months at any yeah, point in time. Yeah. I mean, just having another Shelby would be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever the time frame is. I need but, one of those. <laughs> but yeah, as a reminder of your progress, right? Yeah. Yeah, we forget, we forget how far we've come a lot. Yeah, I always think like, sitting there and I'm like, fuck, I haven't really done much or I haven't really made much progress. Mm-hmm. And then you think about even just three months, even a month, mm-hmm. a month ago is like totally different than where I am now. Yeah. Yeah. But do appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Moment of silence for past Shelby. <laughs> <laughs> he got us here. Yeah, that's yeah. true. It was necessary. It was all necessary. Mm-hmm. Right. We can't, can't discount our past selves you know they were a necessary part of our evolution mm-hmm. yeah i definitely don't wish anything was different yeah yeah, yeah it's your unique story mm-hmm. yeah um well i guess on that note is there anything else that you want to share about your story or anything that uh, kind of comes to mind well if anyone has made it this far <laughs> yeah <laughs> i uh, appreciate it i appreciate you listening um And in, in whatever the intention is for you listening, like, you know, maybe you just like Shelby, maybe you want to support Shelby. Maybe you're, you would just appreciate the vibes. Maybe you really are on a, a path of self-development and, and you're looking for insight and, and hoping to grow, like whatever your intention is. If it, I just, I just want to acknowledge it, you know, cause you could be doing a lot of other things than listening to this podcast. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, a lot of respect for folks that are, seeking to learn and grow and, and evolve. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a really beautiful thing. And I think it's the most important thing. And, um, like we've talked about, it's having an impact far greater than you realize it's for you, for me, for everybody listening, who we are, we are, we are far more influential than we realize. We are far more powerful than we realize. And our relationships, our families, our community, the, the purchases we make, the stuff we consume, the things we vote for, we don't even understand how powerful we are and how influential we are. And so any intention that you have to become more conscious and to grow and to become healthier um, is very important and very helpful, and it's impacting me. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Shelby. Thank you, people listening. Um and uh, yeah, keep going. Stay curious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a it's a great closer. Um, and thanks you you too for coming out and all the time. Um, I know it's not a close drive, and <laughs> it's kind of we're <laughs> kind of out in the middle of nowhere. And you know, it's asking a lot for me to have people to come here in person. But it's my pleasure. You know, Thank I you for inviting me. I think it's valuable, and mm-hmm. you shared a lot of really important things today. Um, and I'll put your information in the, mm-hmm. if people are, if you're okay with that, uh, yeah. you know, social and stuff, if people are interested in reaching out or maybe hearing more about what you're doing. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. You have our website maybe in my, in my, um, I can put it in the social show. media. Yeah. The website we have has 
other resources beyond the AI too that mm-hmm. are just accessible, completely free and on demand. And there's a lot of cool like journaling exercises. Some of the practices we've done in your coaching program have been built into um, mm-hmm. those resources so people can access them. Um, so it's, it's, I'm hoping that, and there's a library, I just added a library of great books I've okay. read that I recommend. So I'm hoping it could become a space where anyone can just drop in and, and be encouraged to to learn and grow. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, if anyone's interested in in the work I'm doing and the technology and the coaching, um, it's really clear from the website how to reach out. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, you're welcome to reach out. I <laughs> <laughs> would be happy to connect. And, and whether it's through coaching or, or any of uh, the resources or the other people I know, um, you know, it's always my pleasure to help connect people to resources that might help. So don't ever hesitate to reach out. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm sure everyone really appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. Cool. So thanks again for coming out and I'll see you again soon. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll see you next week. <laughs> yeah.